0: Welcome to Keeping It Real, where we talk business, money, and mindset.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Keeping It Real podcast. Today, I got a very, very special guest with me today, Alex Hyden, one of my really good friends that I met in this journey when I've been, you know, creating my agency, being an entrepreneur. Um, you meet some people when you, you know, uh, join courses when you're doing similar things. And Alex is one of these guys I've met that are, you know, that are really, really just a genuine person, a hard worker and someone who is about their success. So it only made sense to bring him onto the podcast, you know, get his perspective on things, uh, hear about his journey and, um, yeah, just talk about business life and many more things. But, uh, I'm going to give the floor to Alex and get him to briefly introduce himself. Alex, welcome to the podcast and go ahead let the people know who you are, what you do and what you're all about, brother.
0: Appreciate you, bro. And I appreciate you having me on. Um, so I originally started off as, well, actually I started off trying to start my journey in e-commerce drop shipping. The very first time I saw you was in Tanner's course during the email marketing section. So that was one of the first courses that I ever bought for e-com. Um, great course, but I wasn't able to see success with it simply because I was playing around with too little capital to get into e-com, which I didn't know at the time. Um, so then eventually I became a closer. So I was just selling other people's courses for them over the phone. And I scaled that as a sales agency throughout 2020. And I disassembled that after back-to-back record months in January of 2021 to start Closify, which is obviously what I'm running now. So that's uh, my journey in a a nutshell. That's amazing, man. And,
1: uh, you know, similar to a lot of people um, and a lot of young people is like, hey, switching around, figuring out, hey, what might work? learning skills along the way and bringing those skills into whatever business you're doing, I would literally love to hear, you know, more on your journey, you know, because I'm really genuinely curious outside of this podcast, of me, like just hearing people, how they got into entrepreneurship, what made them think this way? What made them want to, you know, uh, say no to the matrix way of life, which is get a job, like, you know, get loans, schools, all that. Outside of that, what made you think this way? What got you into business? What got you into entrepreneurship? And just even talking about the, you know, different transitions you've had along the way, you know, like you said, from even me, dropshipping to closing to
0: now Closify and all the other stuff along the way. Right. So it's actually like really interesting for me because I probably grew up in like the most traditional family ever. So my dad actually just retired after 30 years in corporate finance um, at Chase. And my brother is starting now at Chase in like two weeks. And so my dad majored in finance in college. My brother double majored from like a top university. I was majoring in finance in college because I was just always expected to go down that same route, right? Like that was just kind of like, and I think we're literally on like our fourth generation of like corporate finance guys. Um, So like, you know, I grew up, you know, well off, never had to worry about anything. Um, But it was, and I was always planning on going into finance investment banking because I was like, that's where like the money's at. That's where I'm going to make money. Um, And when I was a, junior in high school my brother had just started his freshman year of college and it was a very expensive university and I remember him saying like oh yeah like the classes are honestly like pretty easy never have class on Fridays and I was kind of like like what do you pay money for like you know what I mean I was like he's like the classes are easy he's not really learning much and he has no class on Fridays and so that was when I kind of started to think like maybe it doesn't make sense to just like go this traditional route because i was like he's not actually like learning anything um oh to I, add on to that
1: and was that something very unconventional in your family and where you grew up
0: yeah absolutely like a- everyone around me is going to college like in my, we're in a pretty well off neighborhood and it's like and for example like my brother went to a top like top 15 business school i got into some really good schools like case western carnegie mellon Um, uh, so like i got in some very good schools as well um, but then, you know, I saw how expensive these schools were like, for example, case Western was like $60,000 a year. And so I got accepted into there and I was like, but there's no shot. Like we're paying that much money. Um, and so then I just started to like, honestly, I had to write a paper my senior year about something that was like unpopular. And so I actually decided, even though I was going to college and I knew I was going to college at the time, cause I wanted to play tennis in college, which I played two years of tennis for St. Louis university. Um, I wrote my paper about the fact that college might not be worth it. Like most of us think it is. And so I, and so I finally did all my own research on it. And I remember like briefly off the top of my head, like some of the statistics I remember is it's like 80% of college graduates. One, they don't work in the same space as where they got their degree in. And they also don't necessarily enjoy what they do. Like it doesn't say that they hate their job, but they also don't like it. And that's 80%. And so (laughs) then it's, And then it's like a really vicious cycle of, it's like, okay, you're getting a degree, which gets you into a job that you don't like, but you have to stay at the job you don't like to pay off the degree that got you that job. Um, And so then I just started to like really, really question it. And I've always been very like influenced by my parents. Like I would honestly kind of accept what they told me without necessarily thinking for myself on it. Uh, But obviously then when I went off to college and I was away from my parents, I was actually able to kind of start thinking for myself because I didn't have their influence because I wasn't with them. Um, and so then I got to, and I didn't want to completely knock college too until like I tried it. And so then I got to, you know, actually experience it and, you know, in person. And so at the time I was, like I said, senior year of high school, I discovered dropshipping. Like I knew what it was. I was trying to do it all throughout my fall semester of college. What year is again, this? 2019. 20th, okay. So okay. So like August of 2019, I went to college. I was still trying to make drop shipping work. Um and I was like, I was like hell bent on like making it work. Like I wasn't doing any partying, like I was just watching YouTube videos, buying courses, making stores, like trying to make it work. And I was having no success. But then obviously I was also being a student athlete. And my freshman year, I got like a 3.8 GPA. And it was everything that my brother had really told me, like it was super easy. Like the classes were easy. I wasn't really learning anything, um, but I was like, okay, it was a lot of gen ed classes. You know, it wasn't really like major specifics. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, based, and then I had basically brought myself to be broke by the time it was like winter break. So December, 2019. And so then in January, 2020, I was like looking for something new to do because I was like, okay, I just burnt all my money on drop shipping. And I actually came across this just random course on Twitter and it was for phone closing. And this guy was like, dude, like you were just trying drop shipping. Like you could be the one selling those drop shipping courses. And it was crazy. I got my first client after like two days. Wow. And it it was selling like a $250 Amazon FBA course. So the commission was literally like 40 bucks. I just remember I, I closed my first deal and it was like, I got paid again. It was like thirty-seven dollars commission. Like I'll never forget. Like it was like the most like fulfilling thing ever. Because even though it was literally thirty-seven dollars, like I finally made money online. Right. Um. But so then it scaled really quick. It's so like in January I ended up making like maybe a grand. But then February was like three grand. March was like five grand. And then April of twenty twenty was my first ever ten k month. And so that was when I was like, okay, like this is like for real. Um. You know what I mean? Like because that's like the milestone. That's amazing, bro. That's amazing. Um, And so that's when I was like, okay, this is like, this is real. Like this, this money isn't made up. Like now that I've seen people talk about 10 K a month, like now I've experienced it. I know it's real. And so I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to go back to school in the fall or not, but like, let's just see if I can keep this up. And I was actually, it did get pretty inconsistent after that, which is why then I bought copy paste agency in June of 2020 from Emon that helped me put some systems into my agency. And so then, you know, May and June and even July were a little bit inconsistent. They were under the 10 K month or mark. But then once I got back to August of 2020, I was back at the 10 K month mark consistently. And I decided to go back to school, even though it was then, this was obviously school during COVID. Um, And it was, it was horrible. The only reason that I went back though was because I still wanted to play tennis and just really strict. Now there's online learning and the lectures were basically them sending us links to YouTube videos and saying, Go watch this YouTube video, mm-hmm. basically. And then giving us tons of assignments. Mm-hmm. And so that fall semester, I had a 1.7 GPA. Oh shit.
1: 1.7.
0: And so then it got to winter break. And again, I was still making 10K a month. I was like, I'm doing well. Like I like I was focusing on business because like, I'm not gonna watch these like YouTube videos and do all these. Like stupid assignments based on YouTube. It's like, I can do that for free. Um, but so again, I still went back in the spring semester because again, like I wanted to play tennis and that's when our season is. Um, and things didn't really change. I got bad grades again. Um, but, and the other tricky part was, so again, I think in January we did almost 20K because we had closed two influencers in a row um, to run their wholesale operations. And so I got a FaceTime from one of my buddies And he's like, the no-code SaaS world is insane. He's like, I just brought a SaaS to 30K monthly recurring revenue in 90 days and got an offer for 1.2 million. And so he's like, like, you got to drop everything you're doing and you got to jump into the no-code SaaS game. And I was like, I mean, that's interesting, but I don't know anything about it. He's like, luckily I do. He's like, let's brainstorm an idea. And so we came up with the idea of like, hey, like there's no good place to hire sales reps. And we realized that agencies actually, thank God for Emon's copy paste group chat, because they were the one that everyone was like, Alex, like, can we hire your agency? And when then I'd explain them, we charge a monthly retainer. And I even I remember I talked to you actually about it at one point as well. And it, you said the same thing. You were like, I need an in-house sales rep. You're like, I can't work with an agency for this. I need someone to be a part of my team and grow with me. Yeah. And I, we realized that that was a huge problem actually in the B2B space. And so we made a platform that allows businesses to hire commission only in house sales reps that are trained and tested in different niches. And so I paid $2,000 to get the first version built. And then we pumped some money into it. That was the only money I ever had to put into it, out of pocket. And again, keep my like, all of this I'm doing while I'm in school as a college athlete, so I'm practicing 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Like I have weights throughout the day. Like we have, we're doing like mental sessions. Like we're doing a lot of stuff. So like I was a busy guy. Um, but so then you know I only had to put two thousand dollars out of pocket into it, and you know by April of this year. I had already got it back to where my sales agency was and it was all inbound and referral based. Wow. And so we hired, we hired a developer in April to build like a new custom coded version finally. So, you know, you kind of evolve from no code, pump some money into it and then you go and pay for that developer. Um, so yeah. And now it's like, it's still, we're about to do a public launch on July 1st. It's all inbound. Like I literally just got off a demo call, like, Thirty minutes ago, the dude found me. He's like, "I found like the fifth page of Google." I was like, "What?" Like Why? we've never. I was like, "We've never done any SEO work or anything." The fifth page, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I can't believe some guy like searched to like the fifth page, but because right. almost almost all people come from my personal brain on Twitter, and I was like, "Wait, where do you come from?" Because I could tell like he didn't really know who I was. He's like, "I found you on Google," and I was like, "Huh?" Um, yeah, dude. So that's like my journey because then you know I realized with my sales agency. I was pursuing something that the moment I was done with it, it would just stop earning income for me and I could never sell it. And so again, it's, if I dismantled it, if I stopped doing it, my income just goes away and I can't, I don't have an asset that I can sell. Um, And so now with Closeify, it's not reliant on my personal brand. It's not, it's not reliant on me. You know, we actually have a CTO, we have a CMO, we have a, um, Director of Sales. We have an account manager. You know, it's actually much more of a business than my sales director, or sorry, than my sales agency ever was. My sales agency is really just me and two closers. Um, and so now we actually have a business that one. It provides cash flow for me and my whole team. And when it does get to a point where we would feel comfortable or just want to sell it, we'll be able to.
1: That's amazing, bro. And we're gonna talk talk more about Closeify towards the end. Uh, thank you for sharing your journey. And I know we talk about this a lot. And you just mentioned how majority of your, uh, you know, revenue or actually all of your revenue came from inbound and referrals, meaning, you know, networking being a huge part in everything that you're doing. And this is something you've mentioned to me, like, you know, networking being a huge part of your success. So I would love to kind of hear you touch on that aspect of it, and explain that a little bit more elaborate on that.
0: So I attribute networking to so much of my success Because it is literally just a cheat code of people that are ahead of you that can accelerate your timeline. And so the way that I have gotten really, really high level people into my network, and I'm actually almost positive I did this with you as well, is, you know, everyone wants to like, for example, I'll have people reach out to me and there's like, hey, like, can I do anything for you? Which is like a very like basic way. And it's like, if you're asking, like, can I do anything for you? That's like kind of like signaling that, that you don't have anything valuable like you need to like go to people that you want in your network with like a value proposition and so but the way that i would always do it that is like i swear it probably has 100 success rate is i knew you were the best at running emails for you know brands and so i would find when i'm doing outreach for my sales agency i remember i would find people say hey i need an, i need the best email marketing agency And I would just screenshot it. And I remember I would DM it to you. And I'm like, hey, you should go reach out to this guy. He's looking for an email marketing agency. And so like, if you send someone business, they're gonna like, oh, this guy like is just sending me business for Mm -hmm. nothing. Like, you know, he's not asking for anything in return. Like you're going to be very inclined to then help me out. Um, And so I've done the same with other people. So two of my business partners on Closify, they both became business partners with me because I did that. I would just send them business and I would send them opportunities. Um, like, for example, one of my, one of my, my business partners, the CTO, the one that like he builds these no code versions. I found someone that was like, I need someone that can partner with me and, you know, build a no code SaaS. And so I just put them in a group chat and, you know, he appreciates 100%. that. And now he helps me even more. Um, so that's like the number one way that I network and it works super, super well. 100%. That's, that's a
1: really good way of putting it, man. And like you said, value proposition, thinking about what value you can add to people, because you're right this free work can I do this for free for like that that doesn't work because if people I realize at least like at certain level they're already paying people to do certain things where they're like I've realized it's like people a lot of people stop valuing free work when you realize you can pay for it right Uh, because paying for it it's like yo do the shit if right remember my mentor used to say is like I will pay you you know I don't even want work done for free I want to pay you so I have the option to yell at you if I have to you know, and that was like, that's a good point. I like that. So you're talking about feedback, you know, give feedback. <laughs> um, uh, I want you to kind of to touch more on uh, Twitter and leveraging Twitter
0: to network and leveraging Twitter to kind of build your brand too. Absolutely. Twitter is is a hidden gem, man. Um, you know, I've never been one to use social media a lot. Like I don't post on Instagram. I'm not trying to like show off a flashy lifestyle or anything like that, like a lot of business guys do. And like Twitter is like a place where like, people really just drop gems and long form content you know a thread can be pretty long so you know i can make a thread going through my whole sales script that's closed you know multiple six figures seven figures and deals and that's super valuable and so then a lot of people are going to reach out to me and they're gonna be like hey like i have a i have sales experience like i'd love to close for your platform closeify or i'll put out a thread about how to handle objections for like a logistical agency buyer and then I have a lot of agency owners. Hey, I really love that thread. You know, I would love to get a sales rep from you. And so I believe I get close to like 200,000 impressions a month, which means you know, 200,000 people are seeing what I put out every single month. For free? Which, and that's like, I don't tweet that for free. Like that would cost you money, obviously on Facebook and it's free and it has a lot of reach. And also like, I don't tweet that much. Like there are guys like there are guys with 20,000 followers that are making a million a year from from Twitter alone. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. And then you're cross-pollinating it to grow your email list. They're like taking screenshots of their tweets and posting on Instagram. Uh, Like it is a hidden gem. I mean, dude- Yo, just
1: to add on to that, I just ran, I went on my Twitter analytics. I was like, let me see. I only tweeted 29 times this past month. And they're all probably just not even like helpful tweets. 12K impressions.
0: Right. It's- it's nuts and and again it's like you there's just all this room for like cross pollination like you know you're going to grow your email list from it then um and yeah the amount of reach it has is insane because one big person retweets your tweet and then boom you know their whole audience is going to see it. like it is really crazy and it's also like interesting i mean again it's just like closeify is doing five figures a month solely from twitter that's it um and it it's, it's really nuts, but it gives you the opportunity to like share longer form content. Instagram is like, Hey, look at my lifestyle. You know what I mean? Twitter's like, Hey, like, look at my like intellect, like look at my thoughts, look at my value. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know, I, my Twitter account is basically also the reason I have like a very cult, like following because my Twitter is basically the documentation of my journey from January, 2020 to now. Mm -hmm. So people have seen me grow from closer to sales agency to closeify And so they know that I'm really about what I say I am. They're like, I have seen, and I've been very transparent. Like I've, I've shown revenue numbers. I've showed to my clients Where like, I've been very, very transparent, which is why my personal brand is so strong with the followers that I have, because they have seen everything that I do. So now like when I'm on a call from from Twitter, like they know everything about me. They, they've seen how transparent I am and I'm not even selling them. I'm literally just showing them, Hey, this is what I have. Do you want it or not? And you know, most of the time they're like, yeah.
1: That's amazing, man. That's amazing, and you know what? That that that's like a huge lesson in business. Is like, yo, have the have a good product, and that's the marketing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you don't need to right. do marketing when you have the right product. Um, let's move right. on to more of your, you know, more on your journey, more on your personal life, and also your business life. But talking about obstacles that you've gone through, that you know, uh, at the time might look like, oh, it's holding you back. But when you look at, you realize, oh, that made you a better you. You know, whether it had to be with school certain things you went through on business. would well, just love to, if you wanted to share anyone, you know, any obstacles that you think uh, helped you, go ahead and share that. Um, uh, Go ahead and share that as I believe like, you know, it's important to even just talk about the obstacles you went through at, in this journey, not just yeah. In-
0: so the biggest obstacle was school really. And since I had such limited time when I was doing this, because my freshman year, I was a lot busier than I was this past sophomore year because classes were still in person. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, my schedule was, I had practice from six to eight which I had to wake up at five because we have to drive to our tennis courts. I had practice six to eight class nine to one. I would eat lunch. We had weights then like two to three 15. And then from three, I would literally take a nap because I'd be so exhausted from waking up early. And then I'd like eat dinner. And then after dinner, I'd do all my homework and then either read a book or watch YouTube videos or do outreach or whatever. And I would do that until like midnight. And then obviously wake up at five again. And that was and I didn't have to necessarily, it didn't have to take that long. But since I had bought into this, like that Gary Vee, like grind, grind, grind mentality, I was like, you know what? I can like eat shit and like, I can only <laughs> sleep five hours a night. Like I can do all these things. And like, I wasn't, like, honestly, I didn't have much of a social life. Like I wasn't going out. Like I wasn't having a lot of fun with my teammates. Um, And so like, I thought it was helping me, but really it's honestly like working backwards in a sense, because I was like, so so like tired and just like Let, let's, touch that, the uh, let's touch on that let's
1: touch on that because i know we want to talk about this <clears throat> yeah the transition from you being in this grind grind i'll put up with everything you know you have an overwhelming right. schedule to moving more towards a method methodical method i can't i can't pronounce that word right now so i'm not gonna try. <laughs> a more like a better approach where it, you know you're leveraging systems you're leveraging routines and such I uh, would love to hear about the transition and also like continue what you were saying, you know, realizing that this is not it and making that
0: transition. It It's, it may, like maybe that mentality can be good, for, like a very, very short period of time. Like, I'm not exactly sure if it did help me or hurt me more because mm. while I was doing that, like I did make a lot of progress. Right. But at the same time, like I said, I didn't have to work as long as I was. Um, and I was just so tired throughout the day. Like my energy levels were horrible to where is now, you know, I actually run with a very similar morning routine to you. Cause actually one of the best investments I ever made was in a performance coach, which I would have never thought. Cause you don't directly see the return that you make like monetarily, but they have me do a very similar morning routine to what you told me earlier to where I wake up. I'm not looking at my phone. The only thing that I just, I grab, I still, I'm a big black coffee drinker. So I grab my coffee. I go for a walk and then I'll either like meditate or like either, even journal or something like that. Um, and then I'll go into a 90 minute work block and I'll probably get done. And other thing I forgot to mention is I, during my work block, I write out what I need to do the night before. Um And so I will probably get done more in 90 minutes. Like now that it would probably used to take me like a day as of work, just because I'm so much more productive when I do it. And that, And, you know, like you said, with systems, like I'm not doing everything myself anymore. And I'm not trying to do everything myself. Like I understand now that that is working backwards, but I used to have such like need to have control over everything to where I got very uncomfortable outsourcing things to other people. Like it was very hard for me to trust other people to do it as well as I will. Um, And so I, again, I know you're a huge advocate for this as well. I had to find a great, great team to where like, they are like just as bought into my vision as I am. And that is the other thing that's been huge for me, just like. Leveraging other people's times, leverage other people's skills and, you know, their advantages. People have advantages that we don't have. You know, there are people that are so much smarter than me, so much more creative than me. Um, And so just really leveraging other people, like other people's audiences, um, there's just so many ways that you can leverage other people and systems to accelerate your business and grow exponentially while working less and not doing that grind, grind stuff. 100%
1: man and and, uh, I'm gonna be honest you know for those of you guys that watch or listen to this podcast regularly you know the breaks I took in between and that is exactly because of not having systems not having things in place right I can't get on a call with Alex for an hour today and you know have this type of podcast if Mm -hmm. if like you said I'm in this grind 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 mode whatever whatever and to attest to what he said and to let you guys know from my experience and let this be advice, let this be something you might take and apply. That morning work block, game changer. Changes everything. I got so much done in the, in the my, I do two hours, you know, from seven to nine. I got so much done today at, at 9 a.m. and I felt so accomplished, and that's another thing, right? You gotta look at the other side of it outside of what you get done. You now at 9 a.m. feel proud that you got a lot done. And you're like, it's only 9 a.m., you know. So you're going into your day with a very different mood than if you were to go with it. At, you know, some people wake up and watch TikTok for an hour in bed before they get up. Think about how they are moving throughout the day versus us. Yo, we got got our coffee, went for a walk, meditated, did our journals, and got some shit done, right? So something to take on that. I'm really, really, you know, glad Alex shared that because I believe that's a huge transition. That he said that he's made that has helped him a lot and similar on my way has helped me tremendously. Um, let's let's start talking about, um, you know, because we've talked about networking being a principle that has helped you a lot with your success. We've talked about, you know, having routines and you, you working in this way. I want to talk about different principles or different concepts that you live by, you know, um, that you believe got you to where you are today, right? Certain things you do, certain things, certain way you think maybe in certain uh, perspective you look at that, you know, allowed you to have the success you have now and allows you to keep going with it as well.
0: Yeah, so the biggest thing that I've actually been focused on lately is is leverage. And leveraging competitive advantages. So this is a big thing that I've been learning about lately that it's like, again, you know, I have 2,800 followers on Twitter but there are people that have 20,000 followers. There are people that have huge email lists. There are people that have huge Instagrams. There are people that are the best media buyers in the world. Like there's all these people that have competitive advantages over me and they have these incredible, incredible skills. And so how I think now as you know, the CEO of my company, where another big shift I've had is I used to do everything, now I'm the CEO. So it's how do I move my business forward? And what I focus on is by getting access, is is by leveraging other people's competitive advantages. So how do I create a great example is, again, Closeify primarily works with agencies. That's who we primarily work with. Um, One of the things that I set up that has helped us tremendously is there is this guy that has over 100,000 followers on Instagram and he has a course on how to start an agency. And so obviously a lot of his students do very, very well. And they get to a point where they are going to need a sales rep. And so he has access to all these already paying students of agency owners. And he has this huge audience of, you know, primarily people that are agency owners or want to be agency owners. So I was like, how do I leverage his core students and his Instagram following for Closify? And I was like, listen, I approached him and I was like, I would love for Closeify to be able to supply all of your students with um, sales reps and we'll waive the access fee for all of them. So they don't have to pay, you know, for your course and then get hit with like another fee and feel like they're getting all these fees stacked on top of them. I was like, so basically we charge $2,000 access fee and a $97 a month per closer hired. And so I was like, listen, we'll waive the access fee for them because we're really interested in like the MRR like the recurring revenue, right? Um, since we're like a SaaS. And so I was like, listen, I want to help your students and you have this huge pool of students that I want access to, I'll waive the access fee for all of your students and we'll supply them with sales reps. So now it's like, we're getting again, tons and tons of new students or new clients from his students every single day because I got access to his leverage, to his pool of students. Um, and so there are so many ways to apply that again, like whether it's like giving people that have a huge email list, hey, I'll give your email list a $1,000 discount to Closify Or if there's someone that's a really great media buyer, you know, obviously um, we have a really good media buyer on our team and, you know, leveraging people like that saying, hey, like we'll give you a small percentage of the company. Like if you're not in a point where you can pay a big retainer, we'll give you a small equity um, in our company for you to be our media buyer or a head of marketing, whatever you want to call it. Um, So that has been what I've been focusing on lately. And since I've done that, like our business has increased so exponentially and is literally just focusing on leveraging other people's advantages.
1: I like that. Talk about investing in yourself because I know that's a principle that you live by because you're telling me you invest a lot in courses and such.
0: That's how you met me. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, one of the very first courses I bought was Tanner Plains course where I saw your, your video in it. Um, I think I spent close to $50,000 on info products and coaching programs in 2020. And I can certainly say that I wouldn't even be a fraction of where I am without it. And here's the thing that like people don't understand is there are so many more benefits to it than just the information.
1: Yo, let's touch on that. I don't think, you know, this is a huge stupid way people think is the ROI is always like monetary, right? I spent 5,000 on this course. right? make 5,000 back.
0: Such a stupid way of thinking. Let them know why. Exactly. So, of course, like, again, it's easy to get caught up in that because it's easy to get addicted to seeing the num- the pixels on the screen of your bank account, your Stripe, all that. It's very addicted to get addicted to that. And so when you see it go down to associate a negative emotion with that, right? But the other thing about buying a course, like, for example, honestly, when I bought Emon's copy-paste agency, the, the information was great. And that information already had like a huge ROI in my business, but also the fact that it lights a fire under your ass. And it's like, okay, like I just put this money into this, like now I'm going to apply it. You know what I mean? If you get information for free, information is everywhere. You can probably go find anything on YouTube, quite frankly, you can find anything out there for free, but when you pay for it, you're going to apply it and you're going to work. Like that is it. And it's simple. And the other way is I know you've done this as well again, I sometimes I'll pay for a course or coaching just to get someone into my network also as well. Um, and so like, if you can pull one new piece of information out of a program, a course, whatever, that'll help you, it's worth it. If you can get one new mindset out of it, like it's worth it. Like it's, it's just going to constantly keep progressing you. And you're just going to get a little bit better. Like every single day, Like I know you are never going to stop investing in yourself and neither am I. Um, uh, like it's, It's just a way to make sure you never get complacent and you keep learning because at the end of the day, like you have to keep learning. And I like, again, you are obsessed with making your email marketing agency better and making the client experience better every single day. And I know you are because you'll be texting me and you'll be telling me all these things that you're doing to make your client experience better. Like we are the exact same way and there is no way to keep progressing your business and your business's ability to give the client a great experience unless you keep investing in yourself. So again, maybe it doesn't necessarily make you a huge like monetary monetary roi but maybe it makes your clients experience better well then that is going to make you a monetary roi so like sometimes you have to necessarily you have to put the monetary at roi like second or third like it's not necessarily what you should be thinking about like um again yeah you know what i mean
1: yeah and at the end of the day um you know the reason you pay is so you pay attention like alex said You know, he probably has hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of courses in if he wanted to, you know, he has access to that. Right. Let's be honest, guys. We're like, we're not I'm not I'm not blind to it. You can find pretty much every course, any information online. The reason you I've had courses that I had, you know, I have had the torrented version of courses and I've gone in and bought the course itself because money is not the only thing I'm looking for. Like Alex said, man, you guys got to start looking at the long term long-term vision of everything right when you realize is that oh one person can change my whole life this one connect this this access could you you start thinking very differently so i'm i'm, I'm grateful you
0: touched on that um the, the crazy part there too is i just want to touch you never know which one it's going to be that changed your life too that's the crazy part right like that's why uh i've bought in courses before like for example i it was a stupid, but I bought a course on how to start an exotic car rental business. I didn't, I wasn't planning on starting that business, but I was like, maybe this guy will somehow, like, maybe he'll be a Closeify client one day. Maybe he'll have an opportunity for like, you just never know who that one person or program is going to be that changes everything for you.
1: Facts, facts. Uh, speaking of Closeify, I would love to, I would love for you to touch more on The details of Closify, who you guys serve, and you know, also give information to people that are listening if they might be interested uh, in working with you guys.
0: Yeah, so we work with again. I say primarily agencies, B two B agencies, that whether it's creative agencies, digital marketing like Facebook ads, email marketing, SEO. But we also work with coaches, consultants, info product sellers, and so basically our goal is to make the hiring, the onboarding and the management process as easy as possible for a business to hire, onboard and manage a sales rep. And basically, like I said, I used to be a recruiter for agencies as well and they'd pay me five grand per per closer place. And then it's like, okay, they also have no idea how to onboard and manage their sales rep. Um, So basically, again, we, charge $2,000 to get access to the platform. And then there's a database of, again, all experienced closers. We've looked at their tracking sheets, talked to their past employers. You can see how much they've closed, what their close rate is, what niches they've sold in. And then you can literally schedule an interview with them directly from within the platform. You interview a few people, you find someone you like, you invite them to their team through the platform and they'll accept, the closer accepts it. And then we actually create the scheduling link for you so that way you can start directly booking calls into their calendar. And then you get access access to an account manager that is like your interim sales manager so he's going to help you define kpi he's going to help you build like their end of day reports that they need to do every single day because again a lot of people don't even know that you need that for your closers um and then he's going to help you like if you need like help setting up your qualification questions on Calendly because again our account manager is the same person that ran my agency the last few months that I was running it and we were running the sales operations for like a quarter million dollar a month business so you know he's kind of split tested everything. So he's helping people with all their sales processes, really. And so, yeah, all of our closers are able to start selling an offer in like seven days max to where the people that go through recruitment agencies, the average ramping time is like 30 to 45 days.
1: That's amazing. And guys, if you're listening, I got to say, you know, this is someone that, listen, you are, if you decide to work with him, understand that you're working with someone that is always looking to get better, that is always going to improve their service. And someone I'm gonna be working with, you know, in the long run, as I start building my sales team for my agency and my email even more, you know what I mean? So, uh, definitely someone I trust. Definitely someone that I think you should definitely check out if you need a closer. So, yeah. Outside on that, uh, before we end off, I would ask you just some, you know, some simple, simple questions. Um, would love to hear your perspective on money and how it has changed uh, from the high school you buying courses, watching videos to now,
0: um, you know, the CEO. Alex, it's, right? it's actually, it's actually really interesting. If you would have given me the same amount of money I have right now and put me back in high school, like I'm not going to like, I would be on the way to like the Rolex store, like right now. And I'd, I'd be buying flashy shit. Like, that's like truthfully, like what I would be doing. Um, Because like, that was why. And the other thing was, I was really chasing money back then. Like I was trying to do everything and anything with the sole purpose to make money and obviously I did end up making a little bit of money, but I realized like, that's just not how it works. Like now it's now all I see is money is as freedom really. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And I have no attachment to it because I understand that it's kind of just this, this thing that we need necess- Well, we need to pay for our, our cost of living, but outside of that, it's just, it's just an, an enhancer of who you really are. Um, and so now it's just like, I'm trying to build, the greatest product that I can. I'm trying to enjoy life the most that I can. And the money that comes to me is just a byproduct of that. And so like I'm not like chasing money now. I'm like just trying to serve people. I'm trying to serve my clients. I'm trying to build really cool things. Like I'm working on some passion projects right now that it's like I couldn't care less if they make me money or not. Um like if they do end up making a lot of money, like cool. Like that's fantastic. I'm not going to be mad about it. But at the end of the day, like now it's just like, I can cover my cost of living. Like, how do I, how do I just build more things that I enjoy? Uh, so that's kind of my methodology now. I, lo- I love the perspective shift. And I've seen that, that be more of the, you know, the the common
1: answer is like one from this one thing, you almost like, you know, false God, you know, false prophet, something that you, like you, you put on a pedestal to something that you see as a tool, you know, something that you right. say, okay, I can use this to do this blah blah blah. amazing answer bro um some rapid fire questions man favorite book of all time do you have one i
0: i got to go with the classic of how to uh, think and grow rich um i really like that one cuz that was that was a game changer for me i think i read that during quarantine for the first time really? um interesting and it, that was kind of when i realized cuz as i read that book it was during quarantine that was kind of the first time i used to think all of the like the law of attraction shit was like a bunch of like voodoo stuff that like weird people talked about, it. you know what I mean? Like I thought they were like hippies and stuff. I know what you and mean. And then I and then I started like practicing the literally the practices in the book that you know the author tells you to do. And as I started writing things down, as I started journaling, and then I started going back through my journal, you know, months later, I was like, wait, I actually just did like every single thing that I wrote down. And they all happened like exactly as I said they would. And so that was when I was like like whoa, like this is like a game changer. Uh, so, yeah, that's an incredible book. Awesome, bro. Uh, favorite travel destination uh, you've been so far? Man, I haven't traveled as much as I've wanted to. I've actually not really been outside the country. I was gonna That's actually last the next question COVID is hit. where do you want um, to travel? So the favorite I've been to so far is the British Virgin Islands. I went to St. Thomas and St. John. It was really dope to where I want to travel. Dude, honestly, ever since, again, I think it was like 2018, 2019, when all the e com guys, including <laughs> yourself, were in Bali. Ever since I've seen you, all of you guys at Bali, I've wanted to go to Bali so badly. I want to go there so badly. Um, so, yeah, that's. I'm going back, bro. I'm going back in a couple months. So, hey, what's,
1: what's, okay. And, guys, this might be just a quick part. I don't mean to interrupt you. Here are the reasons why I think Bali might be cool, right? So I've been living in. Toronto. I've been. I, I. lived in. Okay, let me talk. My this year started of me in Montana for a week, just visiting someone to Miami in a for a month. You can only imagine the living expenses in Miami, especially uh, peak COVID when everybody right. could afford to be in Miami wasn't at Miami. Everything was so expensive. So I lived there for five weeks, very expensive. Then I went to Mexico for a month and a half, cheap as hell my living expenses were so low right and then came back to toronto and yo like literally 100 dollars will go and i won't even realize that right in mexico i could i could stretch that the reason i say bali is first there's a huge network of entrepreneurs there so there's a good place for networking nature wise it's unreal beautiful it's just breathtaking and last on the logical side the reason i want to go is again the living expenses yo what i would spend probably in a week here, I could live like a king in Bali, right? Let's think about all the money I don't spend here on, like just living and just the simple stuff, what I can do with that capital, right? Outside of, okay, spending it on more stuff, think about the money you save. So after I'm done here, I am gonna go to Bali because yo, I have my friends that are going there, and it's a good network. And yo, like, be mind like, people listening. If you guys have the you know ability to be mindful about your expenses and how much you could be saving and what you could be doing with those expenses, like the the, the month uh, the month and a half I was in Mexico, oh my God, bro! There was a week where I spent I didn't spend any money. I just I had won some money in the casino, which is like probably five hundred dollars, and I spent that for the whole week. And I was treating everybody. I was buying my boys cigar. I was buying everybody dinners. And it's like, when you realize like that's a way of life and you can live life like that, you start thinking like, yo, like why? You know, why, why am I going to deal with winter? Right. So food for thought for everybody. Anyways, Alex, for people, um, I'm going to put all your socials below, you know, your Instagram,
0: your Twitter, your eyes links as well. Any message to them before you go? You good. Dude, just best advice I could give people is just keep going and eventually keep investing in yourself. Keep going, keeping um, disciplined and eventually something's going to stick. So that's what worked for me. And that's what'll work for you. bro. Thank you again for coming on, bro. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing
1: your journey, your perspectives and advice. For those listening, I appreciate you guys listening. Have a great day. Going to be so much more consistent with this and you're going to see more episodes coming through. Bye-bye. That is it for this episode of Keeping It Real, everybody. And if you guys did enjoy this episode, I just ask for a small favor. And that is to share this with someone that you know would benefit from this podcast. As I really want to grow this community and this podcast through word of mouth, right? From you guys sharing it or telling someone to mess with this podcast or listening to this podcast or posting us on Instagram. And by the way, guys, if you do post us on Instagram, please use the hashtag, hashtag you know, uh, hashtag keeping it real and tag me at SplashmanPB just so I can see it. Just so I can, you know, stay connected with the family and interact with some of you guys. But yeah, like I said, if you guys want to keep in touch with me, my Instagram is at SplashmanPB. If you guys want to check out my YouTube where I drop amazing content and amazing value as well, you know, just search my name, Rakeshid Basnith, and my channel will appear. But anyways, guys, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.